you're looking for a happy place, you found it. This is Live Happy Now. I'm your host, J.R. Houston. This podcast is dedicated to helping you find your true happiness through real scientific results, real relatable stories, and real fun along the way. We want to thank our partners, Live Happy Magazine. You can find out more about them at livehappy.com or on newsstands wherever fine magazines are sold. And we want to also thank Life Reimagined and their website, lifereimagined.org slash happy. They've got all kinds of resources there for you to think about, some processes for you maybe to go through to help you reach that peak happiness. Because, you know, as you awaken to the power of happiness, so do your dreams. So what's next? Go to lifereimagined.org slash happy. In this episode, we're going to be talking with Adam Schell. Now, if you don't know who Adam is, he's an award-winning documentary film uh, director, editor, and musician. In one of his recent films, Pursuing Happiness, Adam and producer Nicholas Kraft embark upon a journey to document happiness in America. Live Happy COO, co-founder, editorial director, and all around everything, Deborah Heiss is here to talk with Adam and I about this film and what truths he discovered along the way. Welcome, Adam. So happy to have you on the show today. Um... Nick and Nick and Adam have produced a wonderful movie called Pursuing Happiness, and Adam is joining us today. Um, Nick, unfortunately, can't be with us. For those of you who don't know, Nick and Adam have also been blogging for Live Happy really since its inception, and have a wonderful blog uh, on our website. You can check it out under uh, livehappy.com slash pursuing happiness, and uh, we'd love for you to do that. But right now, I want to talk to uh, Adam about the movie. Adam, um, tell us a little bit about the movie. Well, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. This is a really great pleasure. I love the podcast, so it's really cool to actually be included now. Um, the film itself is a feature documentary that I started uh, I started the project back in 2011, and then we really got rolling on it in 2013 when we started shooting. Um, and it's basically uh, the chronicle of our journey as we traveled the country looking for the happiest people in America. Um, we kind of figured that you know, they're doing something right. And I wanted to figure out what that was. And in this great search for all this happiness stuff that we're all experiencing, I figured, why not just go straight to the source? Let's find the experts in the field, per se, and see what it is they know. So you mentioned going all across the country. How did you find the people to be a part of this? Because it's not like, you know, a historical documentary, well, you go to the historians. How do you find the happiness people, the, the people that are really charged up? Right, exactly. Good point, because, you know, they don't actually, like, advertise on Craigslist or anything. Right. And, hey, I'm the happiest person. <laughs> um, so that was definitely one of the challenges we uh, experienced in the beginning. And the answer just kind of came to us in a whim. We did a Kickstarter campaign to raise uh, a bunch of money to actually go shoot the film. But in that, it was double-sided because we also asked everybody to refer us to the happiest person they know. Um, figuring that we all know somebody who's really, really happy. And when you ask that question of people, there's this automatic filter that kicks in that, could, you know, people aren't going to refer you to their, you know, begrudging old uncle that's, you know, always miserable. They want to refer you to that person that really, truly is happy. Um, and it worked phenomenally. We got hundreds of recommendations via Kickstarter all over the country. Um, and then we just started calling people and talking to them. And, you know, often we get people going, they referred me. And then, you know, you spend about 15 minutes with them and you're like, oh, yeah, I, I get why they referred you. Uh, 
which is, you know, a, a testament to happiness itself that, you know, it's not always apparent, but it's, it's definitely there. So how many interviews did you do? Uh, we did over 400 interviews. Wow. <laughs> Good night. Yeah, I, <laughs> don't worry, they don't all appear in the film. We one of them out. <laughs> yeah, which actually brings me to my next question, because I've seen the film, and uh, you know, from talking to you, I know you did all of those interviews, and you know, of all the thousands of people that referred me to be interviewed, I somehow didn't make the film um, as one of the happiest people. <laughs> so how exactly? Yeah. How exactly? Yeah. <laughs> You if select? you can see my face right now, I'm wincing. Um, <laughs> I'm only kidding. That hole. How do I get out of this one? <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. The, 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 when we set out to make this project, we had, I had so many ideas of things that I wanted to tackle. You know, the industry of happiness is so huge, and the idea of happiness is so huge that there are so many angles that you can go with. And my initial thought was, well, let's go in all of them and then see what materializes. And one of the big things that I wanted to cover and hope to still cover in some capacity on, you know, some other iteration of this project is the industry of happiness itself and all the amazing work that so many people, you guys especially, are doing in this space to bring happiness to the forefront of our daily conversations. Um, and there was so much, we got so much amazing footage with amazing people um, that when we went to make the film, it turned out to be just a completely other film that was warrants its own film, truly. And it just didn't fit within the film that we ended up making as our kind of, you know, pursuing the happiest people in the country. Um, so you are definitely a very happy person. <laughs> and, uh, and, and had I had I interviewed you in a different capacity instead of as your uh, the head of a wonderful magazine, if I had stayed at your house and interviewed you with your wife and your kids and all that, you probably would have made the film. But uh, we left the cameras <laughs> off while uh, while at your house. <laughs> <laughs> Wise choice, I think. Um, actually, I, I I am intrigued um, because you did so many interviews, and and having seen the film, you seem to have really narrowed it down to I'm 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 going to be inaccurate but six or seven really compelling personal journeys that people that were yeah. uh, people were on um what was uh, what what are you hoping the story um that the what what story are you hoping that the film actually tells well you know I I I hope that the story accomplishes I mean that the film accomplishes telling the story of of people, of humanity, of people on their own personal journeys who are actually achieving something marvelous, something that we all want to achieve. You know, there's so many things that we strive for in our daily lives. You know, a lot of it is, you know, these days is fame and, and wealth and, you know, success and all these things. But at the at the bottom of it, we all strive to be happy, right? I mean, why do we want great wealth? Because we believe that having great wealth will take away a lot of our problems and it'll make us happy and all these things. So happiness is really, you find it at the root of so many of our pursuits, you know? And so I really hope that, you know, that, and the film that we set out to make and the film that I believe we did make and I'm very proud of is a film that tells multiple journeys of getting to that same place, you know, for, from different people and different backgrounds and different ethnicities and different, you know, age ranges, 
and all these things and, and different ways of achieving the same thing with all their different interesting and crazy and heroic stories, you know, and it, and ultimately I intended and still do intend to take the audience on a ride through these different stories, hearing, you know, the different touching stories of somebody who's faced with stage four colon cancer and somebody, a piano player who lost his arms at the age of 30, you know, and all these people who have these amazing stories that we can really take you on this journey and show, show the audience that there are so many different pathways to achieve the same goal, but inherent in every pathway is a subset of some of the some very basic principles that we all can live by. And they're actually somewhat easy to tap into if we choose to. You know, you mentioned that there's so many different pathways, and that was going to be my question because as we've done, you know, we're, we're going 20-plus interviews now here on this podcast, and you did 400 for this. I was wondering, <laughs> what are some of the things that all of these folks seem to have in common? I mean, they're coming from different places, but they're arriving at the same destination. Is there is there a certain trait or certain thing they do that you think led all of them to the same place? Yeah, I mean, there, there was this interesting concept that we thought about. We talked about a lot in the very beginning of this process, and it was kind of one of our theories, you know, in the beginning was focus. It's, you know, we kind of boiled it down. If I wrote out my thesis statement at the beginning, I would have said, you know, it kind of is all where you put your focus. And as simple as that sounds and, you know, it's, it's so true, and that's kind of, in a way, what every one of these people have in common. There's this great moment in the film. We went up uh, to Santa Barbara, and we met this uh, guy, Gary, who's a life coach. And we're walking on the beach with him and doing this interview, and he's kind of taking us through what he does. And he, he had his own uh, an incredible personal journey himself, which led him to become a life coach and say, you know what, I've got to teach other people what I learned here. Um, and so he, what he says to me at one point, he says, you know, happiness is an expression. And I said, oh, you mean like what you give is what you get. It's that common thing we're all taught. What you give is what you get. How you treat people is how you're going to be treated. And he said, no, not, not in this term. He said, happiness is what you give. You're getting it already in the moment that you give it. So hmm. if you put hate out into the world, you're immediately right there and then experiencing hate. If you put love out into the world, you're right there and then experiencing the love that you're putting out. And he said, that's, that's what you're based on. That's what affects you personally. And, you know, then he goes on to, you know, tell you a little bit of his story. But the point in there is we all have an ability and a choice to make in any and every moment of our lives. What are we going to respond to the world with right now? And and he says, listen, you know, I'm not telling you that it's going to take you two seconds to learn to love somebody that just told you they're breaking up with you after, you know, being together for 10 years <laughs> and, 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 you know, give them love. He goes, but if you can do just a little bit of it, he goes, the goal is, you know, some people will take five years, 10 years to experience that love again. He goes, but the goal is being able to get it all the way down to like a minute so that you can just turn around and, and say, I'm going to express love here because that's what I want to experience. And it's hard. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm still right. <laughs> not <laughs> at it, you know, but that's 
realistically, you know, and if we could teach that to our children now, I mean, how great of a world would we live in, you know? Well, one of the things I wanted to ask you is I know you interviewed a lot of uh, the scientists as part of this project uh, as well. And, you know, we're, you know, at Live Happy, we're all about bringing the science of happiness um, to people in a way that, yeah, they, in a way that they can practice it. Um, did you find that your experience with the happiest people matched up with the science that the scientists were, uh, were telling you about? Yeah, you know, that was, uh, that was one of my actually goals in the beginning was I, I theorized that if I met the happiest people in the country, they would show me something that the scientists already know. And the whole point of the project was, okay, there's all this great science out there, but as we know, science is somewhat boring and somewhat dry, and it's hard to digest science when you're reading a scientific journal or article or, or data. And so what I wanted to do was I wanted to take that scientific data and compare and contrast it to the living people out there with, you know, and bring in all the emotion and the heart and the experiences that we can actually truly relate to. So that was one of the coolest things is, you know, going and speaking to, let's say, Michael Norton at Harvard, who had done all this research on our relationship between happiness and money. And he talks about how, you know, there is a relationship with happiness and money that falls off at about, you know, about $100,000 a year for a family of four, and that anything more you make beyond that doesn't increase happiness. However, he does talk about the people that have lots of money, how they can use that money to actually increase their happiness levels, and generally it all revolves around giving it away. <laughs> um, <laughs> But not in the sense of, hey, I'm just going to write a check to the Red Cross because they need money for, uh, you know, an earthquake in some third world country. It's the most happiness that people get in those situations is I'm going to fly to that third world country. I'm going to take my bag of money and I'm going to go buy the things that they need and personally hand them out to the people that need them. And where that comes into play, right, is you're not getting happiness because you gave somebody money. You're giving happiness because you, you get to see the response on their face. You get to see that human emotion and make a connection with another person as you just potentially saved their life or made their life a little easier in a, in a hard situation. Um, so, yeah, seeing all the scientific data and hearing about it firsthand and then going out and finding those situations and these people that could bring that data to life was one of the coolest parts about this project. And we do it over and over and over again. I mean, the whole film is kind of this back and forth between the data and the, the people, the subjects. You've mentioned two things that have been impactful just listening to them, hearing about the, the science behind actually going out and doing things uh, to, to bring happiness to others can bring you happiness, and, and talking mm -hmm. about the things uh, you learned from the man in Santa Barbara. But was there any impactful moment for you that you were just you were blown away by and it's really kind of changed how, how you're looking at life? There were a lot, yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the most impactful moments experiences in this whole project is um, a, a friend of mine, uh, Gloria, who we interview and we spend some time with in the, in the film. Um, and she's somebody I had known for years. And at 28 years old, she was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, um, which in all senses is a death 
you know, a death diagnosis, right? Mm -hmm. It's you, the doctor said, you've got six months to live uh, a year if you're lucky. So get your affairs in order, say goodbye to the people you love. And that's that. Um, And what's amazing is, you know, I think about that. I'm like, if, if I got that diagnosis, I would, you know, how, how do you resist just crumbling up in a ball and, you know, feeling sorry for yourself? Well, what's amazing about Gloria is she did the exact opposite. She said, you know, I lived my whole life till 28 years old, working hard. She had, uh, was a lawyer. She had a prominent job at a law firm. She, wanted, she had political aspirations and all this stuff. And she goes, you know, with all that, my life didn't start until I got diagnosed with cancer. Hmm. And I was like, and then... You know, she takes this whole thing, and how do you turn a bad situation into the best? Just take a lesson from Gloria. She starts a foundation. She starts a blog talking about her experience that becomes one of the, you know, world most renowned blogs in all of the cancer world, where patients from all over the world are calling her up on a daily basis saying, how do I deal with this? What do I do that? What do I do there? And just totally lifting everybody up and saying, we're... We have the power to beat this. Let's beat it together. Um, and then she starts a foundation to raise money to, you know, it's like all this stuff over and over again. It's like, it's just incredible that, you know, someone with such a dire diagnosis and a dire, you know, situation in life can turn it into the most incredible situation. And the most impactful thing she said to me is as she's telling me all this stuff, and I was like, wow, your life sounds incredible. I'm like, so. And I felt weird saying this too. I'm like, so in a way, thank God for cancer. <laughs> and she, and she goes, oh yeah, definitely, thank God for cancer. I thank God for it every day. And she says, if if you told me that you had a magic wand, and you could with one whip of that wand take away my diagnosis, take away the cancer, take away everything that's happened to me ever since all the surgeries, all the pain, all the chemo, everything, I would tell you, do not wave that wand. Because the life that I've created for myself out of this diagnosis is a life that I would not want to give up. Wow. And I mean, like, right? I mean, it just takes my breath away to hear that, to even repeat it. It's like, that's power, right? That's somebody who's taken the power into their own hands and said, I own this. It doesn't own me. So, Adam, people who are listening to Live Happy Now are interested in creating happiness in their own lives, happiness in their families, happiness in their communities. What did you learn that you would uh, like to convey to people who are really trying to create happiness in their own lives? What practices or what tactics would you suggest that they take? You know, it's always difficult to to put this into words, right? Because I could tell you a list of 10 things that you should do in your life to make your to make you happier and and you know that's so ubiquitous in our world right you see that all the time you know every author has their list of 10 practices and 10 things and while they're all right they all work right it's so hard to tap into that because how do you how do you do that you start doing these things it's like going to the gym and working out yeah i know that's going to make me thinner and feel better and all that but it's just so much work right and it's <laughs> Like, how how do you do that? And so part of my thing about making this film was I felt like I wanted to experience it firsthand and then share those experiences with audiences because when you you hear somebody say, yeah, I'm grateful 
I'm grateful to the world. I'm grateful to my friends. I'm grateful to all these things. It's one thing to just hear them say that, and then it's another thing to watch them go through an experience or talk about an experience they're going through or have gone through and then really feel that gratefulness and, and see how it transpires in their life and how it's benefited them. Um, so the, the one thing that has really hit me, I, I mean, I, and I say in, in this answer, the answer is see the movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> and, and because, and I, and I say that, you know, as a shameless plug, yes, of course. But at the same time, the goal of the movie is to transfer emotion with these tidbits of information, right? And the emotion is what gets us, right? It's the emotion of, of connecting with a person like Gloria and, and saying, I feel her. I feel her energy. I feel her pain, and I feel her joy. And that affects me. So the one thing that she was talking about doing, I, I can do that. I'm going to do that in honor of Gloria or in connection with Gloria. And, you know, so the, one of the best things that we learned on this whole project is that, you know, happiness is something that exists when you're in connection with other people, right? It's all about community. Why does happiness exist in the first place? Why do we experience happiness as humans? Well, it's a survival mechanism, right? We're not, we're not going to go beat a bear one-on-one. I mean, maybe we will with, you know, certain weapons and, and today's, you know, prowess. But, you know, in the Stone Ages, we, our survival mechanism was that we were a community. We lived together. We fought together. We made each other stronger. And that's still true today. And so one of the things that I, I see is, you know, when I'm feeling like, oh, I'm not so happy, I always just go back to, oh, yeah, happiness is about connecting with other people. That's what it's all about, right? That's what makes me stronger. That's what makes me feel good. So if I just lean on a friend or go out to dinner with a friend or something, I always immediately get happier because rarely when you're in social cir- circumstances do you sit there and wallow in your own misery, you know? <laughs> um, so, so I would say definitely that's, that's one of the things that I've, I've learned to do is just always be cognizant of when I'm – that inner monologue is kicking in going – hey, you're miserable, or you didn't get what you wanted, so you should be miserable. It's like, you know, life is so much cooler than that, and we have so many cooler opportunities to do things. I'm just going to go do one of those instead of wallowing this misery. There you go. We've done a great job, I think, of building up excitement for folks to see this film if they haven't already. Uh, I'm one of those folks who's excited to see this film and hasn't already. Uh, How can we go about seeing it, and when can we go about seeing it? Well, the film's going to be released uh, just after the new year, um, and it will be released in multiple formats, including theatrical and DVD and online and all that good stuff. So the way to do it is go to our website, pursuinghappiness.com, and sign up on the email list, and you will get all the pertinent information emailed to you as the film comes available. And then you can keep checking back on the website, too, because all the information will be there as well. Well, we're also looking forward to helping everybody find out about the film. Let's go to PursuingHappiness.com. I think you're going to love love the movie when it came out. It really moved me when I saw it a couple months ago. I'm, I'm really excited to, to see it get released. For those of you who'd like to learn more about Adam, more about his uh, journey taking uh, uh, putting together the movie, he uh, his personal story is included in our Live Happy, 10 Practices for Choosing Joy book, which will be out in March. So you can read more about Adam there. But uh, Adam Shell. 
thank you so much for joining us. We are thrilled thank to have you, you on. And um, as usual, I'll be talking to you soon and looking forward to everything that you've got going on. And uh, Absolutely. Thank you so much. And, and thank you guys for being so awesome to us and for us, with us all the time. You guys are amazing. And it's been – and truly one of the best things I've learned is – you, you can meet some great people doing a project like this, as I have. Absolutely, we've uh, we've had a great time getting to know you, and it's it you know it's just wonderful to be able to uh, share what you're share what you're doing with our listeners. And I hope that everybody checks out the film when it comes out. Yeah, great. Thank you so much. If you'd like to find out more on pursuing happiness and get a free sketch note of this episode, you can go to livehappynow.com. Well, thank you so much for being a part of yet another edition of Live Happy Now, wherever you may be listening from, wherever in the world, however you may be listening. We want to hear from you. We want to get your feedback on something you took away from this episode or maybe something you'd like to hear about in another episode. You can find us on Live Happy's Twitter page, at Live Happy. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Live Happy. Or you can even send us an email, podcast at LiveHappy.com. For Adam Shell, for Deborah Heiss, I'm J.R. Houston saying so long, thank you, and remember to always live happy.